This is a Looney Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to A Year Tales. I'm Hunter Looney, the Game Master. This show is a fantasy role-playing game that takes place on the planet of A around the Renaissance period of that planet. The stories, magic systems, species, etc. of my own design, but some of the gameplay mechanics like stat categories, fall damage, are either from or adapted from Dungeons and & Dragons, and Pathfinder, etc. I'm joined today by Leah. Good morning. And Noah. Salvazar. Last time on Air Tales, our adventurers had an audience with the Queens of Desmodon, during which they bestowed a place and land to Gamore. It is to be somewhere where Gamore and her team can reside. After some celebrations, including Shay's 231st birthday, our crew headed south to Shay's Manor. While in the city where Shay resides, they met Shay's lead researcher and scientist, who had been experimenting with the contents of the vials that our team had recovered. Further, further testing was required, but some aspects were learned. Our adventurers were introduced to the chief steward of Gamore's residence, and they left the city of Desmodon out of the southern gate. We now join our party, which includes Omi, Pak, the familiar Salvazar and Gamore, while they are riding in the cart driven by Annie, the chief steward of the house. They have a couple of hours of travels to the home. Travel to the home. Uh, is there anything y'all wish to talk about on the way? No. We have a pretty legit party here. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, we got a bit of people with us. <laughs> yeah. And well, you Annie on. Meadows. Okay. So, what do I know about her so far? Well, she... just that she's assigned to be the chief steward. Yep, that's it. Pretty much it. Okay, so can I like go up and talk to her? Well, y'all are all on a cart, so you're riding. You can just start up a conversation. She's but she's like she driving, driving the cart. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. You all are sitting like literally right behind her. But I, I want to go up and like sit beside her. You want to climb up to the front? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. You do that. Okay. You don't have to do an acrobatics check. And I say, well, Annie Meadows, tell me about yourself, please. Well, uh, I I know. Earlier, I failed to introduce myself. I'm Annie Meadows, and I've been appointed by Shay to be the chief steward of your home. Um, and uh, so, what? How should I address you? Is it Master Gamore, Lord Gamore, Lady Gamore, my liege Gamore, noble Gamore? I I need to know how to address you. I'm, also, the other workers at the house on how they shall address you. I mean, I kind of like the ring of, like, two of those. But it's, you may absolutely just call me Gamore. So, okay, just Gamore. Yes. Is and... just a title where you're from? <laughs> okay, no. Gamore. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just making sure. Only Gamore, Okay. All right. Uh, well, if there's anything uh, you you need something while we're at the home or now, uh, just let me know. And you also should feel inclined that you should ask any of the people that work under me if you need anything at all. Either um, I'll introduce you to them when we arrive. But okay. So what uh, brings you to this line of work? Uh, well, I had previously done some stints uh, working for Shay on different other projects and decided to retire from that line of work and was given to be steward of this household. Oh, okay. So you've known Shay for a while? A little bit, yes. Okay. Cool. Well, I will look forward to getting to know you better and meeting everybody else. Okay. Your cart approaches, this is hours later. Okay. I assume you all have small talk and whatnot mm-hmm. in the cart. And it's sure, not just sure, awkward sure. silence. Your bird and your Firefox do some random stuff, etc. But uh, your cart approaches a clearing in the woods uh, with a stone fence around it. Um, there is a well-ridden path. 
Yeah, Kira's been like flying a I, bit yeah. on and off. Getting some prey and whatnot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you all approach this clearing and there's a stone fence around it. And there's a well-ridden path uh, into the single opening of that fence. And as you all enter it, still on the cart, uh, on your left you see a small orchard of various fruit trees of varying sizes. Uh, you then pass a tilled area that appears to already be sprouting some plants in it. Uh, and then you see a well. Uh, uh, there is a two-story home that appears uh, to have a purple roofing upon it, and it has a hmm. uh, brown wood exterior. Directly in front of you is a stable for some horses. Annie proceeds to bring the cart to a stop and says, uh, Welcome to your new home, Gamori. Oh, thank you. It looks very nice. <laughs> so as you finish disembarking from the cart with y- all your things and whatnot, you see a 10-inch tall Java Safars female fly up. Uh, and it lands on Annie's shoulder. And Annie goes, Well, this is Frida Kim and... Uh, She's the vice steward and clerk of your house. Clerk being handle any financial things you may want or take care of, any improvements you may want to make to the land, buy other land around. Uh, she will be, Frida will be able to handle that for you. Goodness, okay. And Frida just got, just shakes her head, yep. Yep. Hi, Frida. Nice, nice to meet you. Uh, she flies over and extends her hand. Just okay. hovering right in front of you, you shake, shake their hand. Shake her, yes, with my All right. finger. All right. Um, <laughs> so they have clear wings, like this is a, a fairy, pretty much. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, each of you, give me a history check to see if you all have encountered any of the Java horses before. What do I roll? Just a D twenty. Yep. Each of you all did not pay attention to history and have a negative five to whatever you roll. Sounds accurate for me. <laughs> I got an eleven, so I got a six. Thirteen. You have learned that before the Java horses, they feed on emotion instead of food. What? Yeah. Okay. I, I can't give you any more lore. Because Cause we don't know. Because <laughs> y'all didn't pay attention in history class. Mm, okay. We've already kind of figured out Sounds that like Salazar him. was kind of a troublemaker in his hometown. All right. Um, so three more. You know. You all notice that uh, three more individuals are now standing on the porch, and from left to right is how they're going to be introduced. This can I just say this is crazy? What? I did I just I did not expect for this to happen at any point during our quest and I don't know how Gamori is gonna deal with this. It's crazy. That I thought one person like working for me was crazy. Exactly. How many more are there? And Shay is paying all of these people or I have to pay them like from now on out of my money. You'll see. Uh, okay. Okay, knowing Shay. Yeah, well. Would she, would she set you up dirty like no. that? Annie begins the introductions and says, On the left here is Erd Arara. Uh, she is the game warden and marshal. And therefore, anything you need to do with hunting or weapons, she'll be able to help you with. She also makes sure these guards work and gestures at these um, armor, like statues of armor that are around on either side of your front door. Make sure they work? Yes. What does that mean? They are an enchanted guard to Uh, guard your house. These are, they're defensive measures for the house and we'll give each of you a bracelet that will help them recognize you so they don't attack you. A bracelet? Okay. Yes, don't lose it. (laughs) Um, there is, so, Erd, you see, is a two-foot-six female gnome that nods at you. And she's an older gnome with parchment-colored skin and stark white hair. She is currently holding a hand crossbow and is wearing a cloak over her clothes. 
Uh, next up is our cook, Aitam Luca. She is an amazing cook. You see a younger human female standing at five foot two. She has white hair and parchment skin as well, and is dressed in various browns. Her right leg ends right after the knee and has a prosthesis that extends down to the porch. And then the last individual that works here is Ken Little, and he is the caretaker of the residence. Uh, he is a jack of all trades, and whether that's woodworking, cleaning, farming, etc., he is invaluable as any of our team is here. And you see standing on the right of a porch an older, but not old, six foot eight gray skinned gargoyle. Uh, his skin appears almost stone like with cracks and whatnot, and he has a gray beard and gray dreadlocks that extend past his shoulders. His wings are currently draped down from where they hang on his shoulders, almost like a cape. He is thick and sturdy looking. Okay. Alright, uh, this is, uh, she prefers to just be called Gamore, um, and her team of Savazar, Mushak, Barnaby, Kira, Omi, and Pak. Gamore's team, do you have any questions for our team? Or I guess your team now as well. Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. Um... It's a pleasure to meet you all, and thank you for being here. <laughs> Do you have any questions? No. All right. Okay, well, guys, you can get back to work while I give them the tour of the house, and all four of those individuals disperse. Okay. I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> I have a question. Would it have been, like, possible for us to have not even, like, had a relationship with Shay? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me. Uh... I mean, I know anything's possible, but I was wondering, like, how much you int- if you intended for it to go that far from the beginning of us meeting her. I 100% have branching paths that could have got you all to whatever things eventually, mm. somehow. Okay. <laughs> so I made this house, but. If y'all want to rearrange anything and whatnot, in between episodes, we can rearrange stuff and whatnot. Okay. The, the like, furniture. Right. This is, you all enter the house, and Annie says, this is the great room, and you see a room that has a little table with chairs to your right that has a plant on it, and there is a wash basin to the left of that table. There's a great many chairs and sofas surrounding a table that has a chest set on it. Past that, there is a dining room table that has a seating for six at it. Uh, there are two doors on the wall straight ahead past the dining table, and then there is one door near the wash basin on the right wall. At this point, Barnaby the Firefox casually walks over and climbs up on one of the sofas and then lays down. Hmm. Kira, not to be outdone by the Firefox, uh, walks over to one of the chairs does a little hop with wings extended, and then positions them themselves there to surveil the room. They both look rather comfy. <laughs> just making themselves at home. Yeah, I can position them. So cute. Have they? How how's their interactions been so far? Uh, not hateful, but not necessarily BFFs. <laughs> what about Barbie? She asked the interactions between them two. They're not BFFs, but they're not hate. They don't hate one another. Mm -hmm. And also, we know it takes Kira a long time to trust people. So, all right, let's continue into the kitchen. Okay. Annie proceeds straight ahead. She enters one of the two doors on the far wall. As you all follow her and enter the kitchen, you see tables across the middle of the room with various items and different levels of preparation and a table on the wall closest to you with some fish on it. There's a wash basin and some pots on the right, a butchering table on the top left, and a keg and huge pot on the far wall. And then a fireplace on the far wall as well. There is also a door to the outside on the left wall. Adam speaks up and she goes, Well, uh, I'm preparing dinner, and I'll I'll let you all know when it's about ready. Do you all have any questions for me? 
Um, uh, have you worked here long, or you just came here recently? Uh, I'm rather new, uh, but I got, I don't know what the word is for it, poached. I was working in a restaurant, and um, Shay and Annie found me there and um, gave me a raise to leave. Oh, okay. And uh, all of us here live here on in the house, so, I mean, it's a short commute. <laughs> uh, okay. Like 20 feet. <laughs> so, I mean, I like it. Well, good. All right. Um, so y'all head back to the great room and then proceed through the door on the right wall. This leads you to the stairwell. Oh, there's an upstairs and a downstairs? Yes. Goodness. So you said it's two stories, so there's a basement? Yep. Okay. Annie speaks up and goes, we have a basement <laughs> below for storage, etc. I would be happy to show you any of that later. Um, to the left um, are Atom's and mine and Frida's room. Um, and there's... Uh, two garter robes for anyone to use. Uh, these are toilets. Okay. To the left upstairs or yeah. to the left of the she floor walks, that we're on? She walks in to the left door. So she but we're, we're upstairs side. now? No, you're still on the first floor. Oh. This is first floor. Okay. You have not went up the stairs. Okay. So she walks you through the room and this Adam's room is right here. There's also there's a toilet for anyone to use right here. She proceeds to open all the doors to the rooms to let you all see in them and then quickly closes them to keep people's privacy and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You all make your way back to the stairwell room and then proceed to head through the southern door down here, which leads you to a little hallway. She has said, there's another toilet for general use right here. You met Erd earlier, the game warden. Uh, her room is right here on the corner. Um, she opens the door and shows you that room and closes it. All the rooms on the first floor are of varying sizes and all include a bed and some sort of desk or table in them. And this table, uh, this uh, room right here is the only room on the first floor that is not occupied. Um, and one of you all is welcome to choose to be in it. Oh, man. May I ask for this room, I please? I was going to suggest it for you, Pac. Uh, if that would be good for you. Oh well, well, thank you. <laughs> I won't have to use the stairs then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's head upstairs and take a look at the. Uh, Upstairs. So you all head upstairs, and, and you all have, see a L-ish shaped hallway as you all enter the upstairs. And currently, from where you all are at, you're at the bottom rung of the L, and you see three doors before you. Annie looks at you, Gamore, and she goes, "Let let me show you your room. Um, I hope you will be pleased." Okay. Um, so, do y'all all follow? Yeah, sure. So, y'all sp- proceed straight in, and as you open and go into this room, so, y- so let's go clockwise from the door. Annie is showing you all of this and, like, pointing to it and whatnot. Um, there is a door right next to the door into there that leads into your own chamber pot or toilet. Um, there is then a cabinet and desk on the southern wall. Uh, then you have bay windows on the western wall where there are bookshelves on each side of these huge windows and then the middle is a lockable chest on the ground uh, and he hands you the key to it in the middle of the room uh, is the only rug in the whole house and on top of that is a round table with four chairs on the north wall is one of those changing curtain thingies mm-hmm. um, i don't know what they're called and the then the at the top right of the room is a huge Alaskan king-sized bed, which is nine foot by nine foot, <laughs> and is near the wash basin. And Annie goes, are, are you happy with your chambers, Gamora? Uh, y- yes. It's four times as big as any room I've ever had. 
Okay. It's lovely. All right. Well, that is good to hear. Um, Salvazar, being as I've been told you are Gamora's closest ally, I thought you may want the second biggest room. Mm. Okay. That, that Can you show will, me it? Okay. All right. Um, so she heads to the southernmost room on the second floor. So Annie walks out of Gamora's room and takes a right and heads into the southernmost room on the second floor. And you see a bed of comparable size, but a slightly smaller room. There's a door with a room that leads to your own private chamber pot as well. Uh, there is a desk, dresser, and bookshelf. Um, are these accommodations to your liking, Salvazar? Or would you like to see the other two rooms before you decide? Yeah. Okay. Do, wait. Yet, yes, yes, you want to see them? Yes. Or yes, you want to pick this one? Yes, I want to see them. Okay, okay, all right. So um, she finishes um, and she exits, and you all head north. And... So who else is up here with us? Omi. Mooshock. And Mooshock, okay. All right, so the first door y'all come to is the one right in the middle of the second floor. And she opens the door to it, and it. All right. she says, this is, Ken is located here, so if y'all need anything during the night, he should be able to assist. And the two northmost rooms are uh, vacant as well. So let's uh, look into those, and you all see rooms with about what a... I a queen size bed would be in either of them with uh, varying size tables, wash basins, chairs, and whatnot in them. Um, so, Salvazar, which of the three will you be taking? I guess I'll take the same one that I was in. The one I thought you would be? Yeah. Awesome. Um, and where would you all like Mushak and Omi to be? I mean, they can choose for themselves which one they want uh mooshock thing says um they'll take the uh western one because there seems to be some uh chemical set in there to <laughs> mess with and then omi takes the northeastern one chemical set on the table mm. you all are i want to yeah. go to the basement all right, y'all want to go see the basement? Uh, I can show you that. Let's uh, head all the way down. Y'all go down the stairs, take a loop, go down the next set of stairs. And what you all see is a basement that is, uh, it has a ton. It's stockpiled where y'all could hold out here for a while if needed. Of like food? Food, uh, water. Alcohol, more food, uh, weapon supplies, food for anything. Cool. It is stocked to the nines. I check out the weapons and see what they have. I'll use the main thing you see down here is things that like raw materials that you would use to like uh, fix and repair various weapons and whatnot. Mm. Or help you sharpen arrows or make more arrows. It's a lot of raw components to help in making more of something or repairing something. Okay. This isn't a full blacksmithing operation here, but mainly like quick fixes if you all were being attacked and were holed up here and needed to repair your stuff. Okay. This place crazy. You all are free to do with what you want. Uh, square feet is this house? I have not <laughs> measured it, but each square is five feet by five feet. That's a bit. Yes. Okay. So if you want to <laughs> calculate that. Whatever I want to do with that information. Yes. Okay. All right. What would you all like to do now? You all have got the grand tour. Is there anything? Have we brought our... I like, still haven't figured out my cut of my payment yet. Well, she's not here yet. She said she'd follow along in a, a couple days. A day or two, she, is what she said. Mm. But in everything that she's done, do you think she won't follow through on that? Nah. 
you can you trust at least that she pays her debts. Yeah. Uh, do have, do we like bring our stuff in already? Yeah, you all have your backpacks that you normally would travel on with on your person. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I drop my stuff off in my room, or I already did that, and then can we go look outside? Yep. Yeah, and go back to look outside. Is that what you're going to do as well? Sure. Are your familiars coming with you? Yeah. Yep. All right. So you all are outside now. Um, you see there's a whale right near the door, which all the front door that you enter and leave right there. And what would you all like to do? So this is just the open area? They're everywhere on the outer rim surrounding this property is the, pretty much you own what's in the the stone fence. Right, but what is this brown part? That's like a farming, like it's already been seeded and things are beginning to sprout. Uh, okay. And this is just trees? It's an orchard of various fruit trees and whatnot. Okay. I think you were a little, like, in shock when you pulled up and didn't fully pay attention to it when you came in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you all have a big enough farm plot to handle a full house with fruit trees and whatnot. And then hunting in the surrounding woods. Okay. Cool. Um, I just wanted to look outside. <laughs> Alright. Do you want to do anything while you're outside? I guess I'll play with Barnaby. Right. What do you want to do with Barnaby? Uh, pet it. Kira's just on my shoulder. Um, but I brought. Um, can I go over to one of the fruit trees and see if she wants some fruit? Oh. She doesn't want that. What is she? Carnivore. She mainly likes to uh, uh-huh. get Eat meat. meat. Mm. Okay. Well, I just kind of like pet her a little bit and I'm like, you can go hunt if you want. And she, she kind of like cocks her head at you. And she she, she kind of like extends her arms and then like pops her neck like thing and then like puts her wings back in like eh I think I'm good okay I guess I try to find squirrel alright do a nature check for me or a d20 I'll let you do survival more for this survival four alright so a five Uh, Barnaby got an eleven so Barnaby starts picking up on the scent and starts not like full-blown running, but like running enough to know you can keep up uh-huh. and runs just a couple feet into the forest and like, it's like, like pointing in a direction that thinks a squirrel is. What do you want mm. to do? I try to figure out where the squirrel is first. Yeah, no, Barnaby already knows where the squirrel is. What do you want Barnaby to do now? That he's attack it. All right. Without using a physical attack. So, you you look at Barnaby, and you say, uh, like, I don't want you to bite it. I don't want you to, like, hit it. I want you to try to, like, do something else. Right? Uh-huh. Okay, roll an attack. What do you got? I got a 16. 16. All right. Barnaby, like, Barnaby looks quizzically at you like, what? And then it's like, like a light bulb went off. And he, like, Barnaby goes, (coughs) (coughs) and then you see, like, it starts lighting up in its mouth. And then uh, it kind of (coughs) goes, and a fireball just shoots out of his mouth at the squirrel. And you just see, like, this squirrel just kind of, like, explodes from this. Uh, I rolled pretty good on this damage for the... um, Oh, I know what to do next. Okay. I try to attack 
another squirrel with Barnaby, but using wind so it can go like. All right. So um, I don't have to roll. I'm gonna roll for him finding a squirrel. Yep, he found a squirrel. Uh So roll on the attack again. Nine. All right. So you you like show wind Uh to Barbie, and Barbie goes. (coughs) (coughs) And does that again, and just fire comes out again. Uh huh. It's like, like I don't know what you're asking me to do. I can do this. Is what you get from the way this Firefox Firefox is looking at you. Mm. I, wonder, I thought you were gonna use your wind combined with its fire. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah, but Barbie has no idea what you're trying to do. Mainly me. I didn't get that either. <laughs> And Barnaby, I'm playing Barnaby, so if I didn't get that as a human, Firefox Barnaby definitely didn't get that Uh joint. Okay, Barnaby, try Uh to do Uh a fire attack, Uh but, like, try to linger it and, like, keep on blowing fire. Like a flamethrower. <laughs> Just like keep on blowing fire. Not balls, but fire. Alright, I'm gonna set I'm gonna tell you what I'm setting for um Barnaby to even closely do this. I'm saying D C nineteen. You gotta be the nineteen on this roll. Eighteen. Ooh. Alright, so Barnaby goes. <laughs> Again, and it looks like it's a little longer, but it still just is a, a fire blast going out that's shooting. Mm. And yeah. Barbie just looks at you like very cutely and is just like, oh. I wonder if it can lit its own paw on fire and just like what? scratch. What? No, like fire claw. Like, that sounds what? really painful. <laughs> I didn't hear any of this, Barney. Are you okay? I'm oh, just yeah. thinking about a little bit more advanced stuff. Maybe, maybe you go, like, pet him. He did a good oh, job. Yeah. Oh, I gave oh, him a, 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 the, the dead bar- squirrel. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, Barney eats it and is like, meh, <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so me and Kira have been watching this. Okay. And Kira just looks you in the eye like... I got this. <laughs> okay. I got this joint. Are we gonna find another squirrel? You uh, can do Ki- it at tree. So Kira looks at you and shrugs its shoulders. Whatever. Mm. Okay. I mean, I don't think we necessarily need to if nobody's hungry. Um, let's just let's just Kira. Let's just try to do something to this tree. Gah! Is that better? How's that for Kira's? Sure. Alright. So I kind of just like point at the tree and I'm like go. Uh, <laughs> no, you gotta give it Okay, so it takes off. She's already like looked at me like she knows what's up though. Alright. Uh, like Kira pops her neck again. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. And uh, is just like hovering right above this tree. And then just goes, Gah! and like you just see ice shoot out of this yes! bird's mouth, and it just does the cool thing like in anime or TV where it like ice just up the tree. Yes. And then so Kira lands at your feet and kind of does its head down, like wants you to pet it. Yes, I pet her. All right, then it bites your hand. What? Four. Hold on. What? Hold on. What? Hold on. What? For two damage. And it goes, Cough. And then it goes, and it nuzzles you. Yeah, And you see that. your hand heal right back up. What? And it's like, Cough. Oh my god. <laughs> you can do two magical sure. things. <laughs> <laughs> I pet her and 
I'm like, that was so awesome. God. <laughs> All right, and then, uh, and then uh, Bar. Um, so Kira then just looks over at Barnaby and is like, God. <laughs> and Barnaby goes, wow. Like so confused, what's happening? <laughs> like, Barnaby's why? So like, I did a good job. <laughs> Wait, pause for a second. Is this relationship? No, different? they don't. They don't. They're more like. <laughs> They're kind of rivals, but then, like, if it got down to it in a battle, like, they got each other's backs. Mm. They, that's just, what you all have seen from them. Is, but they've not known each other for that long. Yeah. Like, I've not had Kira for, what, but, a couple weeks? Yeah, and, and, but Kira knows that you care about them too. And so Kira, yeah. vicariously, is like, I'm going to protect these two so you're not sad. Yeah, okay. Mm. And then Barnaby's like, that's a cool bird. <laughs> Not that Barnaby's dumber, but that's just what Barnaby thinks of this bird. Is <laughs> this bird is cool. And Barnaby is a good boy that doesn't <laughs> want to harm anybody either. <laughs> unless it's a bad thing. Oh. Alright. Anything else you wanna wanna do? I'm just like Salvazar, we have the coolest familiars. <laughs> Like, yours is cool and mine. Yours can heal people. Shh, don't what? say that in front of Barnaby. Barnaby? Do you want to do a handle animal handling check to try to make up with? Yeah, sure. Three. <laughs> you rolled a three, and you have a negative five to animal handling right now because we all are. <laughs> so, currently, Barnaby is not He's sad. Barnaby's sad. Y'all need to do anything today? No. Anything else? Alright, y'all make it back to your... Y'all eat dinner. uh, Interact with the people that work there. A little more. You get to know them a little bit better. And whatnot. Just, like, not like their life stories or anything. But just, like, eating and very shallow interactions, you know? Small talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. You all each go off to your own rooms that night, and um, you all f- go off to sleep. Salazar, as you drift to sleep in your room, you begin to dream. You awaken on the day in your dream, not like in real life. You awaken mm-hmm. in your dream on the day of your graduation ritual. That was about two months ago. Uh-huh. You're in your quarters and you sing. You're getting dressed. You're equipping your multiple kunai knives. If you pass today, you're thinking to yourself, you'll be permitted to venture off into the world. But if you fail, you'll be executed. What? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard knock life in you sing, man. You don't got that as tough as me. Huh? You don't got that as tough as me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not see that. Alright. Um, so you, uh, after you get dressed and everything, you uh, start heading towards the ceremony. Um, a lot of the city has gathered here in this uh, courtyard. And you take your place with a couple of other people your age, kneeling at the center of this great courtyard. Fane Denev, the ninth, walks to the stage. Fing is a huge, imposing white tiger humanoid that stands on two legs and is six foot ten. He is dressed in all white from head to toe. As long as the longest serving Doan of this city of Yusin, I welcome you all to this year's graduation ritual. If our participants this year are successful, they will begin their Amdala quest out into the world. We value the ability to keep to the shadows and be unseen. This year, as it is every year, our participants must stay out of sight and complete an assassination contract on one of our own citizens. Here, in our own city. Almost everyone in our city knows who our participants are. Everyone in our city are trained assassins. And they know that the graduation ritual is going on. 
So that only heightens how hard it will be for our participants to complete the contract. Only I know who the different contracts are on. I have sealed these contracts and no one has seen them. Our participants this year must complete the contracts within a week or I will personally rid their weakness from this planet. Everyone is now dismissed. Darkness to you all. My assistant walks up to you, Salazar, and hands you a sealed letter. The Doan stares down at you while everyone leaves the courtyard. You open the letter. You look at the name listed here, Dimitra Denev. This is a person a year younger than you than a, that lives in your town. Besides Mushok, who has been gone for almost a year at this point, Dimitra is one of your closest allies. You look up from the paper to meet the gaze of the Doan, and he just looks you straight in the eyes and smirks at you. He then turns and leaves, and with that, you wake up. Mm. They were like, when Mushok left, obviously you were sad. But then, like, uh, you became better friends with Demetra. I mean, as good of friends as you can in this crazy city you lived in. Mm-hmm. And so you all would make trouble, as you are a troublemaker in this <laughs> town. And you would get into trouble with this person. You kind of took on the role that Mushok did with you, of trying to, like, protect this person and stuff. Uh-huh. So, well, but now... You have to either kill them, or you get killed, is what this letter pretty much is. Cool. It's the next morning now. Gamora, you awaken to the mournful sound of violin playing. Make a wisdom check. Oh. Okay. Well, uh, you have... Plus three to wisdom. I got an eight, so eleven. You start weeping. Gosh. Almost uncontrollably. Okay. So you look out your windows and you see Omi in the orchard and it appears as though the plane is coming from there. Do you wish to get dressed and head out there? (laughs) Yes. Okay. You head out to the orchard. Um... Omi is there uh, playing her violin and you just, as you get closer to Omi, uh, the tears and you're just feeling a sadness and everything heightens and you start crying more. Goodness. Okay. Stop Um, using magic. So Omi goes, it's it's only been 32 days since past they died. I didn't want to believe it had happened. And she just keeps playing while she's talking Mm. and looking at you. I I didn't want to believe it it had happened, even at the wake. I'm glad I've been able to take my anchor out on things that have been bringing harm to people. For the last week, though, I was just thinking that, what if I had been the one to go to Ema instead of sending Peste? Then Peste would be alive. I I know I shouldn't think like that, but my best friend would still be alive if I'd went. I'm sorry that I disrupted you with my playing. She stops playing at this point, and, like, you just... The feeling of sadness just leaves. Like, the overwhelming... You might still feel sad, mm-hmm. but that overwhelming stuff, and then your, like, unrelenting crying just stops. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sorry I, I disrupted you with my plane. I haven't played since the wake, and I used to play every day-ish, but whenever I start, just because they loved my plane, and then her knees just buckle. Aww. And she falls to her knees, and tears are just running down her cheeks. Oh, Elmi, it's okay, um... That you were playing, like, it doesn't bother us. And I think it's good 
for you to do it if it helps you to grieve. And I give her a hug. And she embraces you back. And she goes, thank, thank you. I'm just, I'm just having trouble with coming in, like, I just, I think I've been distracting myself with traveling with you guys and stuff. I, I, I bought myself out of my contract in Vatten and stuff so that I would never have to go back there. I mm. had to go back there to give that report. Yeah. But with what we did, I had enough money to buy myself out and not have to go back ever again. Uh, can I don't know what you're about to do or w- how long you're going to stay here before you go somewhere else, but can I stay here and guard this place for you while I come to grips with everything? Yeah. I don't, I, I want to, I want to work through this. That's fine. Whatever of... you need. I was going to ask you what I could do to help you. And if staying here is what's best for you, then you're more than welcome. Thank you. I will guard this with my life. <laughs> I don't welcome. want anybody else to be hurt. Uh, is there anything else y'all wanted to do this day before Shay or anything liked no. arrived? Alright, well, the rest of the day comes and goes, and Shay does not appear this day either. I assume y'all go to sleep and wake up the next day. Mm-hmm. Shay arrives the next day shortly before, like, right before her lunchtime and stuff. Mm. And she arrives and is greeted and everything, makes the, does the pleasantries, and she goes, um, Can I speak to you all privately in Gamore's room? Sure. All right. So y'all go up to Gamori's room. Oh, um, Lynn also came with her. Uh, I go and like ask Omi if she wants to be involved or if she just wants to chill. With the discussion? Yeah. She goes, this is only for you two. Uh, okay. This is only for your ears. Okay, I didn't know who she was talking to. Okay. So after y'all get in... Um, to your room, Gamore, she kind of like waves her wand a little bit and locks the door and seals it. Okay. She goes, Have I already like thanked her? Was that part of the pleasantries? Mm-mm. She was just saying hi to everybody. Oh, okay. Shay, can I first say thank you very much for this house and everything? It's crazy and definitely did not have to be this generous but I appreciate it well I couldn't have you all staying in a shack now could I Salazar no (laughs) always a delight Salazar always a delight (laughs) Uh, so let's get down to it I'm director of the Desmondon Special Forces it's a secret organization that works both within the country of Desmondon and outside of it to further Desmodon's interests. Let me give you the sales pitch. Working for the Desmodon Special Forces afford you many advantages. Have access to magic users of about every discipline, unimaginable resources, and of course Salvazar. Money. For your work thus far, you have been granted this property, Gomore. Salvazar, we still need to discuss the rest of your payment. This offer is completely separate from those things. The job offer is this. Join my special forces as field agents. This is promoting you past the first eight positions within the special forces. I did this from seeing your work firsthand. Uh, Our continued cooperation, your previous rewards, and this place are not contingent on you accepting this offer. You could always work as contractors for me, but that would close off certain perks. 
I notice that you both have a hunger for learning, and I have the resources to feed that hunger. Joining would afford you access to other magic learners, to magic users, to learn almost any magic known. Almost. Now, you don't have to answer right now, but yes. you most... Okay. Yeah, same here. All right. <laughs> I was also going to say you probably have questions. Uh, no, that sounds... Are we going to be in, like, wars and stuff, or are we just going to be, like, spies? More the latter. Mm. You more will work behind the scenes, but not necessarily in the shadows. I said yes so quickly, because we have seen a lot of crazy stuff and still have unanswered questions and things that we've seen, and I want to see those carried out. The hunger of learning. And that, yes. Yes. Um, well, that is good to hear. Um, also, uh, just so you know, this this wasn't contingent on your saying yes or anything. This everybody's salary and whatnot here is taken care of by the crown. Okay. The crowns taken care of by the crowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You all need to dip into your own pockets, but you're welcome to do with this. This is yours now. Whatever y'all want to do to this property, buy more properties around it, add buildings and whatnot, your clerk will be able to handle anything that you may want. Is there land for sale around this property? Uh, things are always for sale for the right price. <laughs> okay. Generally. All right. I do have a job for you, and it's not time-sensitive. It can be taken care of if y'all want to have a little rest here for a little bit and take your time getting there. That's fine. This place is locked up pretty tight. And um, would y'all like to hear about the next job? Yeah. Yes. All right. In the northern part of Desmodon, an individual was bitten by a vampire without consent. You may know you may know this, but it is a capital crime for a vampire to bite somebody without their consent. It is then also a capital crime if that person does not finish turning someone over if they contract vampirism vampirism. Uh, this individual was bitten that was bitten was on the night of their graduation from a magic school they were attending. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. And if you didn't know, if they contract vampirism and that vampire is not comp- finished being turned, well, they turn into a remnant. And a remnant is someone who is not fully turned into a vampire and they lose all their sense of self and their personhood is gone. They become feral and consumed only with the desire to feed on the blood of living people and animals. They are no longer themselves. They are no longer sentient. They only have one drive, and that is to feed. Sounds so, great. So they hung, their hunger, and the more they hunger, and the more they, dangerous they are, the more hungry they are. They are not as slow as zombies, either. They're fast. Okay, what do you want um, us to do with this person? I was about to ask if you had any questions. Oh, um, yes. It's not a person that is a remnant. That person that I was describing that got bit survived and we were able to get them turned into a vampire. Mm. The person that turned them, though, let me just go a little more in depth in there. Near the city of Poli is, uh, I'll give you a map later to get you there, um, there's a mansion that was previously owned by Gerard Dubois. He was a vampire, and it came to our attention that he recently bit that person that I described on their graduation night. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He then did not turn them, and so two capital crimes right there. And a capital crime, if you didn't know, means death. All right? Um, luckily, this person, we we were able to find them, get them turned into a vampire before they turned into a remnant. Once we tracked down and figured out it was Gerard, 
we found that individual and we tracked them down. Like we found their mansion though and it was bad because we all around his mansion he had treated people as if they were livestock. Anybody that wasn't a vampire was livestock for him to feed on. He wielded considerable power and wealth in that area so he was able to keep it from getting to the authorities. Um, we captured him though and we, he was tried privately by the queens and then the capital punishment was taken out. He was taken down to the dungeons where he was sealed into an airtight chamber, executed, and then the chamber will remain sealed while his spirit disperses. It takes about a year after somebody dies for their spirit to disperse. I did not know that, but okay. Okay, all right. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I forget sometimes that people haven't been around as long as I have <laughs> and study as much as I have. That's why I also like you two is because y'all, like, you keep it real with me. And you, <laughs> you let me know when I'm just way over here. All right, somebody dies. Their spirit just kind of hangs out where they died as it works its way back into the, the to Ayurd and kind of like soaks back into the, the world. If you are a necromancer and stuff, you can tap into either the dead body or that spirit and have them do things for you or talk with you and whatnot. Okay? To stop this individual from being resurrected by magic or whatever, that's why we sealed them in the airtight room. We killed them and then we will leave them there for over a year so that their spirit disperses and they are unable to come back. Mm -hmm. All right. Does that make sense now? Yes. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I get... I, I skip things sometimes when I think people know, every, like, all the stuff. Okay. All right. So, okay. Skip, what do you want us to do? Thank you. I got... I went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Um, we believe that his mansion is filled with remnants. And um, it is believed that he would capture, steal, or buy people and drink from them until they contracted vampirism. And then he would keep them as a remnant, as some sick trophy of his power uh, over people that he thought as livestock. I have no idea how many remnants are located in his mansion, but I need you to clear out his mansion. I know exactly how to do that. And how is that? <laughs> Putting a wall around his mansion. Okay. Bomb his mansion. Bomb it with magic? I want the building intact, though. The person that he <laughs> bit that is still alive, that is their, their, what they are being given for being wronged by this person. It's the only person we've been able to... Pause. Yes. James. It is James' yeah. character. It is Rafa Savoye. But this... The, the person that was bitten on their graduation night, this is what they're being given for being turned okay, against okay. their consent. So the mansion needs to stay intact. Yes. Got it. But I would... That is definitely what would have been done if that wasn't happening. Okay. We as we also haven't talked about your reward yet. Mm-hmm. And she chucks a big bag of coins onto the table. She goes, 500 platinum. How does that sound? Do are we even? Yep. All right. It's about what this house is worth. 500k. Mm -hmm. uh, with the amount subtracted that you took when you caught the bag and I gave you the bag uh -huh. I deducted that off of there it would have been more huh? when we were in the mines and Salazar tried to catch the money bag for killing the oh, worm yeah. and then I still gave it to him for chuckles mm. I deducted that amount off the top here okay Alright, do you all have any other questions about the job? 
it is not on a time crunch. Those, it's the mansion is locked up. I'll give you the key before I leave. Well, the remnants are inside the mansion, not yes. like on the grounds. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. So these remnants. Uh huh. Do they just want to eat people specifically, or just animals? Animals, people, anything with blood. They hunger. Okay, so what I have, unlock the doors. Uh-huh. Put animals out there. Uh-huh. Ambush, and then take them out. I mean, you all are welcome to try whatever you want to try. Um, I'll give you the details of the job, who to contact when you get to, but you don't really need to contact that person. Never mind, here's the key. Here's the map to the mm-hmm, mansion. Mm-hmm. Besides that, y'all can do whatever you want. How far is it from here? Um, it is a bit. It's in the northern part of the country. Okay. It is days and days and days. Okay. All right. Any other questions for me? No. No. All right. Um, you mind if I stick around? For lunch and whatnot, and then I'll head back to Desmodon. Sure. Of course. All right. Did you just uh, recently purchase this house, or have you owned it for a long time? Uh, this was uh, one of my uh, homes I've owned for a while now. You start acquiring things over hundreds of years <laughs> and stuff, and um, I use it as kind of a... Safe retirement haven? home for individuals that were field agents and maybe don't want to fight people anymore and don't want to do stuff like that anymore. They kind of take care of my old houses and whatnot, and then I give them to people. So, okay, just so you know, um, most of the people that work for you that used to be field agents and either don't want to be anymore or got injured, or just don't like doing it. Okay. And so I'm not going to just fire them. I'll give them something else to do if they want to keep staying and working. Okay. All right. And with that, she has lunch with you all, and then heads leaves, and you all are still here at the house. Um, so what awaits them at the location of the job? Do they like their new living arrangements? And will Mooshock be safe here? Find out on the next Aird Tales episodes. Okay, let's take care of some housekeeping. First off, I want to say thank you to Noah for his violin playing uh, during the Omi sequence where she was out in the garden. He uh, played the violin and just tried to play something like she was just uh, out there playing around with the violin not really a song or anything um also uh our adventures encounter magic but once again thank you noah for doing that um if you want to create some magical items that could appear in a year tales i uh, please go to patreon.com slash looney studios the links in the description and on the front page there's a link on patreon to go to a Google form where anybody can submit an idea for a magical item. You don't have to be a patron to do this, uh, and you can submit it anonymously or put your username or name on it to receive credit if we use it. Uh, Please add to this list. We love seeing the magical items that people come up with. It's truly uh, stuff that I probably would not have thought of. Um, You can also, while you're there, check out the Looney Studios Patreon. And if you become a patron, you gain access to this podcast early, among some other perks. Speaking of Patreon, I would like to thank our patrons. Thank you for supporting Looney Studios and Eared Tales. And if you watch this episode on YouTube, you may have seen some maps, etc. Um, and here how is how they were made, or where they came from. The overall map was made using the software WonderDraft. Maps and tokens were either directly from or adapted from assets from 2-Minute Tabletop and Dynamic Dungeons. 
Two Minute Tabletop can be found at twominutetabletop.com or patreon.com slash twominutetabletop. Dynamic Dungeons can be found at patreon.com slash dynamicdungeons. The links are in the description. Visit them and check out their amazing work. Looney Studios can also be found at looneystudios.com and at the social media platforms listed in the description. Please give a review on your favorite podcasting site, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and submit those magical items on our Patreon. The Looney family hopes you have a wonderful day. That was a Looney Studios podcast.